You're listening to Advancing Our Church. We couldn't have done it without the total support of the diocese, the total support of everybody here. We had to get it right. We didn't have a choice. When we merged, um, we retained 96% of those students. Um, When you talk about God as the first pillar of the school, it kind of imbues the other three. That that pillar is best seen at work in the midst of family, in the midst of academics, and, and in the midst of fun. We are back for another episode of Advancing Our Church. I'm Jim Friend. We have a great show for you today. Today we're going to talk about the creation of Burke's Catholic High School in the Diocese of Allentown in Pennsylvania. What an incredible success story. But first, let me just say, I'm sorry. I'm a day later than normal in releasing this podcast. And I actually had a good friend of mine call me today and say, Hey, Jim, where's Burke's Catholic? So I think that's a good sign. You know, what's the old saying if a podcast falls in the middle of the forest would or is that a tree uh, would anybody hear it i i think uh i think it's a good sign somebody knows that we didn't release on time this week so uh i'm gonna say thank you that's a good sign i'll take it uh, but first we had a, a much more important things happen this week we, we actually had two saints that were canonized right we had the two uh, little shepherd children jacinta and francisco marto the shepherd children from fatima who, along with their older cousin Lucia, witnessed the six apparitions of the Blessed Virgin Mary back in 1917. You know, it's always exciting when we get new saints, and um, and these were role models for for all of our children. Um, speaking of saints, this past weekend was Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all of our mothers out there. Special Happy Mother's Day to my mom, our grandmothers, my mother-in-law, and of course my wife, and anyone who takes. You know, the role of, of, of being a mom as a vocation as it was meant to be. Let me tell you, my wife is the most amazing mom and role model that our kids, you know, could, could ever ask for. And we'd all be absolutely lost without her. Trust me, if I make it to heaven, it's only because my wife's up every morning saying her prayers before we all get up. Um, but seriously, happy Mother's Day to all of our moms and thanks, you know, for all you do for us and, and we love you. So one last piece of business before we get to work. I need your help getting the word about this podcast out. So I've decided we're going to do a drawing for a $25 Visa gift card. All you have to do is leave me a rating on iTunes. Go to your wherever you download your podcasts on iTunes, on your iPhone, or on your computer. Go to iTunes, find Advancing Our Church, and leave us a rating. And I will enter you into a drawing to win a free $25 gift card which we're going to draw after June 17th. So on June 18th, I will draw the winner. And if you have left us a rating, any kind of rating, we will enter you in the contest to win. So very easy way to win. It'll take you two minutes to leave us the rating. And of course, it's a great way to help us promote the show and help uh, raise us in the search query. So uh, please leave us a rating on iTunes. And um, we appreciate all you're doing to retweet us and help us to promote Advancing Our Church. Okay, everybody, enough housekeeping. Now let's get to work. Our story today is about Burke's Catholic High School in Reading, Pennsylvania, a co-ed high school formed in 2011 through the merger of Reading Central Catholic and Holy Name High Schools. And the reason I know so much about it is I was there, right in the middle of it, while I worked as part of the transition team as a member of the diocesan staff in the Diocese of Allentown. School mergers can be messy. Lots of pain over the loss of school identity, 
teachers and students uncertain about their futures, there's just a whole lot of anxiety that occurs about the unknown. And the average retention rate for students during a merger is typically around 70%, not terribly high, unless, of course, you can find solid leaders with a clear vision who are willing to put themselves on the line and provide real leadership. Today, I want you to meet one of those leaders, the principal of Berks Catholic High School, Mr. Tony Ballister. Here's a little bit about Tony in his own words. I've been in education about uh, 20 years. I started uh, as a public school teacher in 1995, taught 7th uh, grade science for mm -hmm. um, five years, and then uh, left education for a short time to uh, sell pharmaceuticals for two years. So gave me an interesting perspective into the business world. Um, but I've been a, a cradle Catholic all my life, but didn't go to Catholic school. And uh, in dating my wife, uh, she was an alum of Holy Name High School, one of our legacy schools here at Burks Catholic. And every time I would come here, um, I never saw a place that had so much spirit and enthusiasm and the students were alive and the alumni were excited about being here. And I just, you know, said to myself, you know, if I could ever work at a place like that, it'd be uh, tremendous. And um, so in 2002, that opportunity came about. Um, they hired me as the assistant director of development. And um, with, in, with the thought in mind that, you know, if things went well, um, when the person that was uh, in place, my father-in-law actually, uh, retired that um, I would be the director of development then. So um, I kind of learned on the job and uh, things went well. That did happen and became the director of development at Holy Name High School for seven years. And then, uh, and then the merger happened. The merger of the two high schools was talked about in rumors and speculation for years before it occurred. Both schools struggled to keep a viable enrollment, but finally, in the fall of 2010, the diocese ordered a study of the two schools, and it was determined that they would merge. The announcement from the bishop came on February 11, 2011. We'll pick up our interview here with Tony describing the feelings of students, faculty, and staff right after the announcement. Sadness, sure. you know. Uh, because okay, it's it's real. Like um, you know, we it, you know, Holy Name has been a tremendous school for for since 1965, and uh, Reading Central Catholic tremendous school since 1941. And uh, now we have to think about um, what's this new adventure going to be like. And mm -hmm. I remember being uh, just right next door in um, what was then Mr. Laser's office, the principal, and it was I think it was him and myself and uh, Father Frank, who was the president of Holy Name at the time, and uh, Alice Einoff, and uh, my assistant principal, and Bill Hess is my other assistant principal, and, um, you know, there were a lot of unknowns. We just, nobody knew. Uh, you didn't know if you were going to have a job or not. You didn't know um, what teachers would have a job or not. Didn't know um, what the school would really even look like. Um, so the, the first, um, you know, week or so that I think there was a lot of uncertainty and, um, you know, then the, the transition team was, was formed, um, and, you know, some direction started to, to take place and it all happened very, very fast. I mean, you think about, um, you know, announcing on February 11th and, trying to roll 700 students in here in August 
um, you know, we talked about getting the getting the rocket off the ground, you know, or getting the cruise ship away from the dock. Um, so yeah, just just you know, you can imagine all the things that you would just begin to think about. But uh, at that time, you know, I was still the di- director of development for Holy Name, so uh, you know, as individually, I wasn't even thinking about, you know, okay, what do we need to do strategically to and collectively to make sure, sure this all happens, uh, we we were probably more focused on okay, how do we properly uh, memorialize Holy Name and end the school with you know great dignity and and um, have that last class you know enjoy enjoy as much as they could their their time here at Holy Name. Oh yeah, absolutely. What were um, I imagine you probably got a couple of phone calls from alums and others at the time. What was some of the reaction from? Yeah, them? you know, uh, there was a lot of, um, I guess, angst or some anger and you know, all raw emotion, you know, around um, the name change, um, especially on the holy name uh, side, um, you know. Um, but uh, for you know, for the betterment of of Catholic education and moving forward, you know, rebranding the entire school allowed everybody to, as best they could, feel good about where we were going. Sure. So uh, you know, and that was obviously a diocesan decision out of our hands. But yeah, there were um, yeah there were difficult uh, phone calls on both sides. You know, if you if you uh, you know if you blinked one way. Uh, it was because you were for Holy Name, and if you blinked another way, it was because you were for Central. And um, so navigating that was difficult, but I think um, the fact that I didn't go to either school, uh, you know, allowed me to be uh, objective. Uh, you know, although I worked, you know, for nine years at Holy Name, um, it did allow me to have that little bit of separation to. You know, to think, okay, what's best for the church? What's best for the school? What's best for the kids? And if we always hearken back to those thoughts when we were making difficult decisions, and we, you know, if it was best for the church and it said yes, and it was best for the school and it said yes, and it was best for the kids and it was a yes, then no matter how hard the decision was, it wasn't a hard decision because you knew it was right. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of raw emotion on both sides. So, um, having lived a little bit of it with you, but not here in the building, but from the diocesan perspective, I remember for a short time it felt like there was a little bit of a vacuum of information. There was there was no information, right? Because we just announced it. There was yeah. nothing really to announce, and yeah. I'm sure that there was. Um, I remember there being just a little anxiety because we didn't know what to tell people just yeah, right, yet. Right. We, did, we didn't know what the mascot was going to look like, the school colors. We didn't right. know anything. Right. 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 So. Right. Um, but what I do remember as being the beginning of turning the tide, and we were in the middle of the, quote, save the name campaign yeah. at the time and the Facebook and the rest of it. But a month later, you get the two student councils together. Yep. You and I think Nikki, who's now yep. your missions yep. director. And Josh Ditsky. Yep. And Josh Ditsky. Yep. And uh, so it's a month later, and you get them here at the future site of Burke's Catholic. What was what was that meeting like with the kids who are now going to be future future saints, although they didn't know they were going to be yeah. saints? But tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, that that really was a special day. Uh, we uh, 
you know, we really, in that short amount of time, you know, with the folks that were forming the school, you know, along with yourself, we knew that, you know, for this venture, this amazing adventure to have any chance, um, it had to be right for the kids right. uh, first. No matter how emotional parents, alumni, uh, teachers were, you know, it had to be right for the kids. So uh, we created um, this group called 2020 Vision for the Future. And um, about 20 students, student council and leaders from Reading Central Catholic and 20 students and leaders from Holy Name. And we had T-shirts made and uh, it said 2020 Vision for the Future. And we had them in the library and we got together and um, did some icebreakers. I remember Josh Ditsky, who's our tremendous director of uh, career and college counseling, uh, doing an icebreaker with um, uh, animal sounds and um, uh, and eventually you had to you you were given a card and you there was a group of 40 people and you had to make the sound of the animal that you were you were given and as you made the sound you also had to listen for other people making that same sound and move toward them and eventually you know obviously it moved you know Central Catholic folks and Holy Name students together in a group. And, um, you know, we started with that very simple thread of um, even though you might think you are so different, um, you even there, you really have some commonalities. And then um, we spent the whole day with them, um, really whiteboarding with them. Uh, tell us what's really important to you from Reading Central to have in your school. Tell us what's really important from you, from Holy Name, to have in your school. And then, um, you know, we looked for those, again, similarities that, you know, that were, um, you know, things that, you know, without impacting uh, as much as, as much decision making as we could give to the kids, we did. And we just, Plucked those things out and said, "Okay, we we definitely need to do this, and we definitely need to do that." And at that, you know, at that in that meeting, you know, they really uh, voted on. Um, that's where the impetus came out for the colors and the mascot, and um, you know, the kids the kids ultimately went back and voted on the colors and the mascot, and um, and really got some buy-in. And that that really that day really did start to turn a tide because they. You know, they went back and, you know, felt better. And, um, you know, we had a day where, you know, the entire uh, Central Catholic student body came over. And um, and once the kids started to feel better about it, everybody else really started to feel better about it. And that, it did. It was, it was really the, um, that day, you know, no doubt about it, you know, was a key to our success. Absolutely. Absolutely. So then at the same time, kind of on a little parallel track, Tony Ballister decides to throw his hat in the ring for principal of Berks yeah. Catholic. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, that was an interesting process because, um, you know, I had gone back, um, and got my master's degree in principal certificate from 2004 to 2007 at Alvernon University. So, but I had some, um, you know, some good folks that really thought I should thought I should do it. I, I remember meeting with Pat Shields and 
in his office, uh, the owner of Frommeth Tennis here in town, and the great supporters of the school, Pat and Meg Shields, and the whole McGlynn family. And he said, you know, Tony, you sh you should do it. You know, you should throw your name in the hat. Um, you you'd be a great leader for the school. Right. And uh, so, you know, I had a lot of trepidation about it. I didn't. Again, I didn't. It wasn't like, you know, who I really want. You know, I really want this job. Um, but you know, so then we went into got into the interviews and things kind of moved along and um, and they offered me the job. <laughs> uh, Were you surprised? Um, or did you feel pretty confident? Well, I I mean I felt good about it. Good. Um, yeah, I, w I wasn't surprised that they offered me the job. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, I knew it was going to be a tremendous undertaking, um, you know. And what was interesting about the whole process is that, um, you know, Alice, uh, my great assistant principal, applied, and and Billy applied, and um, she would tell you the funny story that, and and Bill would probably say the same thing. She said down at the end, I guess you know later the interviews, they were both saying, I really think Tony would be a good principal. <laughs> So, um, you know, that, I mean, on that end, that's a great vote of confidence. I mean, when the people that you're going to work with, you know, feel you're going to do a good job. And that's really the other, you know, one of the keys to our really success is the team that, you know, we have here and around me. I mean, we really have super people. And, uh, you know, you can't, you can't do what we did. Um, you know, you, your staff was amazing. You I mean, we can we couldn't have done it without the total support of the diocese, the total support of everybody here, um, because there was just you know it was just too much of an undertaking. Uh, but it had to get we had to get it right. We didn't have a choice. You know, you're talking about potentially the uh, you know if it doesn't go right, there's not going to be Catholic secondary education in Berks County. You know, and um, so it had, it had, you know, we couldn't fail. You know, it had to work. Um, so you, your your path to being principal is a little different probably from maybe the traditional principal. And I'm curious, with your development and even sales background, how do you think that's helped you in this role? Well, I think, um, I think it's been really important. Um, and, um, you know, even though we're not, set up with the president principal model here um, I think um, given my skill set and the way we're st structured here and Alice's skill set um, we operate much more like president principal um, Alice is tremendous with all the academic uh, things that go on in the school um, she uh, it's really her strength and um, I you know, I really let her run with that, and obviously we bounce things off each other. But it allows me to think, you know, strategically about the school, be a visionary, work closely with the board, um, interact with the alumni, um, be out with donors, um, you know, be the face of Berks Catholic in the community. Um, so, um, yeah, I would say it, it works very well uh, for us. I, you know, I don't think it would be if we had similar skill sets. Um, I don't know that the, it would be as effect as effective as it is um, because you know 
you know, being a private school and a, and a, and a Catholic school um, that needs to, you know, raise raise funds and augment their tuition dollars, to, you know, to meet their budgetary needs, um, you know, you have to you have to be out you have to be out there. You have to engage the alumni and the community, and um, you know, without without her, I I couldn't I couldn't do that. Yeah, that's great. You guys, it sounds like a real team, team yeah. effort. Yeah. Um, going back again, just looking at the transition team, what um, did you find? First of all, how was the transition team comprised, mm-hmm. and 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 what what kind of what value do you see that they brought through the process? Yeah, so uh, the transition team was uh, led by uh, Mr. Joe Kramer, who's the retired principal of, of Notre Dame uh, High School. Just a great, uh, just a great uh, Catholic man, great leader, and um, uh, constituents from both sides of. Holy Name and uh, and Reading Central Catholic. Um, there were um, board members from Central. There were um, some board members from uh, Holy Name. There were um, some alums from both uh, schools on it. Um, it was hosted at Alvernia University at a kind of a nu- neutral site. You know, come to <laughs> go to your neutral corner, which was good. And uh, they were, you know, Alvernia University was really supportive through the whole process. And, um, you know, I, I think they just, uh, they facilitated a lot of the decisions. Um, you know, I, I think it allowed each um, constituency as those transition meetings were happened to go back into their uh, communities and report, you know, out about, you know, how things were going or what was happening. Um, and, um, and it stemmed, it stemmed the tide between, um, the vacuum of no administration and kind of a rudderless ship that it really wasn't rudderless, but it appeared rudderless, even though you guys were doing so much work behind the scenes to, to get us to that point. Um, I, I think it really stemmed the tide, uh, until that the leadership team was put in place and then it you know it dissolved it sunsetted and and then we really had to take you know the reins and um, continue to work with the diocese to you know as I said before you know kind of launch get the rocket ship off the ground Um, but they were vital to the success because um, you know again so much legacy so much history they they under each constituency really understood each school and um, it allowed for um, you know pieces of each school to meld into Burke's Catholic. Sure, sure. So, um, so now, kind of going into some of your current success. So, um, do you recall what the former enrollment was at the two school, previous two schools and and where yeah. you're at now? Yeah, the last. Um, so the last year um, of each school, there was um, 471 students at uh, Holy Name and 257 students at Reading Central Catholic. And um, when we merged, um, we retained 96% of those students. So we, I think we opened with 706 students. And uh, I think uh, nationally, I think when Catholic schools merge, I think um, it's considered a success if you retain 75%. So that was a tremendous win uh, right from the get-go. 
Um, and I think, you know, early prognosticators said, you know, well, if they get 600, we'll be happy. Whoever that was, you know, <laughs> I don't know who that was, but that was the, always the number I heard. Well, we, you know, we didn't even think you were going to get 600. And, right. And then we opened with, you know, 706 and there was, you know, 900 and, you know, almost a thousand people at the first open house. And we were um, all blown away. Yeah. It was incredible. Yeah. yeah. It was, uh, you know, just an incredible undertaking. I remember Alice, you know, kept saying in all the meetings with you guys, you know, we have to have an open house. We, when are we having open house? We, you know, yeah. and, um, you she know, I remember right. her beating that drum, and yeah. it, she was really right um, yeah. because people needed to see that it was, you know, everybody. It was real, and it was, you know, this this idea was real. Mm-hmm. And what was what was it going to look like? Um, I'm trying to remember, the bishop was at the open house, wasn't? Oh he? yeah, yeah, oh yeah, Incredible. absolutely. Yeah, yeah you, I, I remember meeting, you know, everyone yeah. at the door. So yeah, um, so we opened with seven oh six and. Um, you know, we currently have 810 uh, students. We've kind of incrementally grown. Uh, I think that's about a 15% growth over over. This will be the end of our sixth year, and we will um, we're scheduled to be up another probably 20 students next year, probably in the 830 or 840 uh, range. Uh, and we are unbelievably pushing the envelope on this, you know, our capacity of this building, which led us you know, three years ago to create our strategic plan and really start thinking about um, which rolled us into the the capital campaign. And, um, you know, we just received final approval from the diocese that, you know, we can break ground on our our learning center in June, uh, which will be a cafeteria expansion, uh, a learning commons, and um, six uh, new classrooms to really, um, you know, not only give us the space to house the students we have, but create the space for, you know, the future enrollment growth long into the future. That's fantastic. So um, not long after you formed the school, you formed your first board of directors. Yeah. Um, how, how, how did you think, think about that first board of directors when you were forming the membership of it, and, um, and how has it evolved over the last several years? When we thought about the board, you know, I think we had to be really... Um, careful might not be the word, but I'm going to use the word careful. That you know, you would think, well, uh, we're going to get um, you know half the people from Holy Name and half the people from Central, and right. and it's uh, that's the way we're going to go. But you know, uh, as we went through the Healy model and and really thought about it strategically, uh, what came out of that is what you really need to think about is not that it's a representative board but it needs to be representative of the skill sets that you need to run the school. So we know that we knew that we needed um, great people that could help us with our uh, facilities for the short and long term. Great people um, that would, could help us with the, the long term fiscal viability of the school. So great finance people. Um, great people to help us um, in the development area to go out and engage donors and alumni and community community um, we needed some folks uh, for strategic planning uh, and then we need uh, most importantly uh, since tuition is our you know largest revenue driver you know we really need to think about okay who do we need that can uh, uh, really help us with marketing and enrollment management uh, long term uh, and then we created a list of people 
that we thought that would be good and um, went out and had individual meetings with those folks. And, um, you know, of course, just through the connectivity, it ended up being, you know, some Holy Name folks and some Reading Central Catholic folks, but not all were alums of the school and some had no allegiance to either school. Mm -hmm. So then there were committees formed in each of those areas, finance, development, enrollment, facilities, and strategic planning. And um, we really stuck to the mantra of committees, committees work, uh, agendas run, and boards decide. Um, And we've tried to stay, uh, we've tried to stay committed, or committed to that. And, um, and it's been fabulous. It's been, the board has been a a great turbo boost. to the business end side of our school, you know, uh, you know, the business acumen that they lend to me is invaluable. To round out our story today, I have two additional guests who will offer their insights on the success of Berks Catholic. Meet Nikki Smith, admissions director, and Father Eugene Ritz, chaplain for Berks Catholic High School. They'll describe the four pillars of Berks Catholic and how those are integrated into the school's culture. First, here's Nikki. So you're the director of admissions. Tell me about some of the things that you guys have done that have been successful to to bring these kids together in Berks County. Well, I think that a lot of what is successful for us is our branding Mm -hmm. and our bonding program for sure Mm -hmm. um, with our partner schools uh, is a tremendous success here at Brooks Catholic, and um, we we build our brand into our bonding program. Um, bringing the partner school students here to our school is uh, really important to um, to the success of our school. Our shadow program um, is a tremendous success. Also, uh, throughout the year, our shadow pro- our shadow program begins in October and runs through April. Um, that's when we have our any of our transfer students come and visit the school and they ha- they get a real feel of what it's like to be a saint. Um, it, it's uh, just a, a great way to see what it's like to, to actually be here. Um, it's different from our step-up day when our partner students come here and get the feel of being a saint. That's when all of our eighth graders come and they get to spe- they have a, we have a program that's designed specifically for our eighth graders to come and feel what it's like to be a saint. You know, the four pillars are, you know, key here at Berks Catholic, and we discuss that with all of our incoming transfers. When when they come in for their shadow day, I sit there and discuss it with them. When Before they come here, they're not, they don't know what our four pillars are. So I sit with them before their day starts, discuss our four pillars of God, family, academics, and fun, and when they're spending the day here, they actually get to see the four pillars in action, and it it's really something special, and and they get to um, to see that live. Um, when you talk about God as the first pillar of the school, it kind of imbues the other three that that pillar is best seen at work, in the midst of family, in the midst of academics, and and in the midst of fun. Um, you know, when you see the celebration of, of school. Mass is here, which is a very special moment for us. It's the time that we come together as a family. It's like the paramount time that we're together as a family. 
and you see the disciplines, um, various disciplines being taught uh, really through the lens of a Catholic worldview. And certainly you have theology itself, but every discipline it opens up, you know, to the point where even the principles of chemistry and physics are trying to show us the mind of God, you know, and show us the wisdom that God has put forth in, in the human mind. And really in theology, it's, uh, it's one thing to teach a doctrine, it's another thing to help a group of students live it. And that really becomes the goal, not just to, you know, certainly propose the truth of our faith to this wonderful group of amazing young people, but more so the challenge to help them live that out is, is what we're there for. And at the same time, to have fun in doing all of it, to uh, remind everyone that uh, a Christian should, should be joyful. Some days are happier than others. Some days are greater struggles than others, but to remind them that in terms of fun, it's the Christian should always, always be joyful, knowing that the person of Jesus Christ is walking with us and present in this building each and every day. Fantastic. That's great. Um, and what, um, I'm trying to think, what would be an example of, of uh, some of the programming that you facilitate besides sailing mass? Are there retreats here on campus? And so you can go through, you know, the list of, of spiritual activities, retreats, and sure. you know, living stations, uh, pilgrimages, you know, that take place uh, uh, to va to various points. But really, the focus is simply a more a more day to day living out of the Christian faith and allowing those particular experiences to help enrich that. And and um, what about vocations? Is a is a Catholic school the best? the most fertile ground for vocations or are those pursued I would certainly hope so and I know it was for me yeah I know it was for me and I know there are there are several students here whom I meet with and who have asked me about vocations who um have expressed interest whom I we really prayed with given them resources and helped really direct them in terms of their overall Christian Catholic formation uh toward a, an appropriate uh sense of vocation in the life of the church and how God may in fact be calling them to a life of service in his church. And are you a graduate of Catholic school? I am, Marian Catholic. Marian Catholic, that's great. And what role did that play in your vocation? It played a great role in the, in the sense that it was a, it was a, a Catholic community through, through and through um, in terms of just religious practice, much like I find here. You know, daily prayers without question, prayer before sporting events, prayer by athletic teams, prayer uh, before you do everything was simply just a part of what you did. It's not something that you even thought twice about. Um, and, I, and I find the best things that I experienced as a student there at Marian Catholic, I really do find here amongst our students, our coaches, and, and our faculty. You know, to imbue the day in every activity with prayer is simply part of what we do, and it's 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 second nature to us it simply becomes not just part of what you do but who you are and uh, that constant notion of turning to God throughout the day consistently constantly um, becomes a focus Fantastic. Great. and of course the witness of great priests we had in high school and I'm deeply indebted to the Immaculate Heart sisters who at the time staffed marrying Catholic they were always promoting vocations so. 
what do you want to say? What's what's best about Berks Catholic? What makes Berks, Berks Catholic great? I'd say the same thing that Nikki did. Our students are amazing. We have a wonderful faculty. Um, we have a great staff here, but none of us would be here doing what we're doing without the uh, truly extraordinary young people that walk through our doors and through our halls each and every day. And what we're able, what we try to do for them, but really what they give back to us is is extraordinary. Do you interface with the board at all, or uh, that part of things? Not really. In the the role of a no, the, in the the role of a chaplain. Um, really covering the, the pastoral spiritual end of the school kind of doesn't it doesn't fall under the purview of a board sure. necessarily I know our board members though um, we're, we're very blessed with a lot of talent on our board and really the the good work that they do allows me you know the freedom to do what I do here here at the school it's a very very good and healthy interaction that way to close our show Tony describes how he explains the connection between Burke's Catholic High School and the alumni who attended the two former high schools. Tony explains to the alums that the school is more than a building. It's a community, and the alumni can make a positive impact on today's generation that can transcend a physical space. I think from a conceptual standpoint, when we think about it, um, we say, uh, to folks, well, you know, they might say, well, that's not my school. And, uh, and we say, well, uh, it might not physically be your school, but we couldn't be what we are without you have been what you were. And all, and I say, you know, if you close your eyes and think about all that emotion and all those good feelings that you, that well up inside of you when you think about Reading Central Catholic or Holy Name, you know, just imagine that, you know, that's what we're trying to create for these our Berks Catholic saints and because of you we're able to draw on that legacy and and not only give them what everything that you experience but even enhance it because you know we're we're so much you know stronger together now than we would have been uh, separate and um, and that that's a you know that's something that people really can understand because you know, um, while on one sense it is about the bricks and mortar, um, it's really not. It's all about the experiences that they had and linking them to the now the experiences that these young people are having and how they can help enhance those experiences. I want to thank Tony Ballister, Father Gene Ritz, and Nikki Smith for being on our show this week. Next week, I interview John Foster, who was part of the first graduating class of seniors at Berks Catholic in 2012. John and his classmates will celebrate their five-year reunion since being the inaugural class. And I think you'll enjoy hearing John's perspective as part of the transition team and a graduating senior at Berks Catholic. I hope you'll join us. Well, that's our show this week. I want to thank you for joining us for the fifth episode of Advancing Our Church. If you'd like more information about our show, please visit our website at advancingourchurch.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Advanced Podcast or join our Facebook group. And make sure you give us a rating on iTunes by June 17th to enter that drawing to win a $25 Visa gift card. Have a fantastic week, everybody. Take care and God bless. <laughs>